Hello and welcome to Tranquil Awakenings with me, Debbie Ison. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking to Angela Barker of Phoenix Flames. Angela is a practicing witch and tarot reader, and we're going to be looking at how energetic work, spell work, and healing work can assist in well being and positive transformation. So welcome to Tranquil Awakenings. I'm so glad that you're here. So we know each other from the wellbeing shows. Yes, we do. We do. We've been at the wellbeing shows quite a bit together now, haven't we? Mm -hmm. A good few years. So it's quite fun. Every time I see you, I feel like there's a little Jack Russell running around the room. (laughs) (laughs) I do have quite a lot of energy and lots of scattered energy as well. Yeah, it's great. It's great. (laughs) I never used to like Jack Russells, actually, but I do quite like Jack Russells now because I think they're crazy. Yeah. But there used to be this Jack Russell when I was a kid that always used to chase me up the pathway um, from my school to where my mum used to pick us up from. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to, my penny sweets used to go one way, my tip top used to go the other way. Aww. And I used to bob it up the road because this Jack Russell wouldn't let anybody near its house. Oh, bless so, you. I don't know where that memory came from. <laughs> We didn't even talk about that. <laughs> not what we planned at all. Not no. what we have really planned a lot. See, I love Jack Russells as well. Like one particular one, I used to walk a Jack Russell when I was a teenager. Okay. It was my very first job. And it was this little Jack Russell called Beethoven. Oh my gosh, I love that dog. <laughs> but it used to go absolutely crazy whenever it saw me. I think oh. my excitable energy would bring that excitable energy out in him. And so, like, for ages, we'd just almost be like, as if I had a tail, I'd be wagging my tail, and he was wagging his tail. <laughs> and it really made me very excitable. Not really sure where that conversation's going. But... <laughs> <laughs> Talking about you wagging your tail, yeah. you know. So, basically, I can see how you can identify me as a Jack Russell type yeah. character. <laughs> a friendly one. Yeah, it's, it's a good energy. It's a good energy, because I always feel happy when I see you, so that's always a good Aww. thing. It's I always, always feel thing. happy when I see you as well. Yay. You're so knowledgeable as well. I love coming to your store because your stall is absolutely beautiful. So you have all of these just incenses and herbs and candles and crystals and beautiful things. Yeah. And I could spend ages, uh, I do spend ages smelling things. Yeah, you do. You do. <laughs> um, yeah, I love making my herbal incense and my oils and sprays and Obviously, I love crystals as well. And if you've mm-hmm. ever, you know, you've not actually been in my house yet, but my house is covered in crystals. Wow. And it is absolutely, I love the energy of crystals. I love mm-hmm. the energy of the herbs. I love the energy of the oils and sprays that we make. You know, our our best selling spray at the moment happens yeah. to be the Bitch Be Gone spray. Oh, um, interesting. <laughs> we can't make it quick enough. I can't even get it on the website quick enough to be able to sell it from a website. So what so, does that spray do then? Exactly what it says on the jar. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it gets rid of the bitches in your life. Oh. Um, yeah, we've actually had um, a few stories where it's really helped people. Like one, one woman at the weekend came up to me and said, I need another jar of your Bitch Be Gone spray. And I was like, oh, OK, it's, it's doing OK for you then. Because it's quite a new product. We've only had it about three or four months. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, oh, God, yeah, I was having a real problem with a woman in work. Okay. And I went in work and every time she's she's coming into work, I spray it on myself mm-hmm. and she doesn't come anywhere near me anymore. Oh, that's she nice. says she just avoids me. And mm-hmm. if she has to send me if she has to talk to me about anything, she just sends me an email so I don't even have to talk to her anymore. Mm-hmm. And she says it's made my work life so much better. 
Wow. And so much more calmer and relaxed because I'm not dreading going into work to see her. Mm-hmm. And she said, so I need another jar. Yeah. And she said, can you make me a gallon of it next time? <laughs> and, and she said, I'll just sheep dip myself into it. Um, <laughs> sheep dip. It just amazing. made me laugh. But yeah, and we always say jokingly, it's like spiritual mace okay. for people. So it mm-hmm. does make people stay away if yeah. you need them to, you know, mm-hmm. it gets rid of people. Not gets rid of them, but it keeps them But sometimes them away. you do have those people that are very toxic and very draining. Yeah. And no matter what you do, you can't find any sort of resolution. And sometimes the only thing is just to distance yourself from that person. So if you've got something like that that can help you to do it in a positive way, then yeah. that's good, isn't it? Yeah, especially if you're in somewhere like a workplace that mm-hmm. creates issues. You know, if you're not working, if you're not working closely with somebody and they're giving you a negative outlook or a negative feeling every time you go into work, you're not going to be at your best in work. No. And eventually that's going to get noticed and there's going to be questions asked. Mm-hmm. So if you can do something so simple as spraying yourself with a bitch begone spray, <laughs> yeah. if that's going to change your whole outlook on going to work and you're actually going to find going into work a little bit more enjoyable than what you were before, it's got to be a good thing, hasn't well, that's it? not only benefiting your health and well-being, but potentially the communication, the interaction with everyone around you. Yeah, And definitely. like you say, because if you're feeling rubbish, then that can affect your body. You're more likely to get stressed. You're more likely to get poorly. Mm. And your work's going to suffer, as well as that having an impact on everyone else around you. So if you can be doing something as simple as that, that boosts your well-being, but also it's all going to help everyone else around yeah. you as well. So that's only yeah. good, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely good. I mean, our sprays have gone down really, really well. We've only started making them, as I said, in the last four or five months. Mm -hmm. So they're quite a new product to our stall. Um, We've also remade our oils. We've not remade some of the recipes, but we have got some new recipes that we brought out last weekend. So we've created the road opener one. And one of our biggest selling incenses on our stand was the Four Thieves. Right, and what does that do? So Four Thieves does it on four levels. So it cleanses, it purifies, it banishes and protects. Wonderful. So it does all four when you burn it. So, And we had so many people coming up to us saying, we can't really burn anything in the house because my youngster's got asthma or something like that, so we Mm -hmm. don't like to have any smoke in the house. So I've created the oil, the Four Thieves. Wow. And we sold out last weekend. That's brilliant. And I wasn't expecting it at all, Mm -hmm. but we totally sold out of the Four Thieves oil, which means they can literally put it on themselves if they wanted to. We don't advise that because we're not allowed to, because it's not been pharmaceutically tested. Yes. But it is an anointment oil, so they can put it on candles, they can put it on spaces, places, magical tools, Mm -hmm. you know, anything that they use magically, they can anoint with the oil. Amazing. So, and sometimes we use ourselves as a as a magical tool, mm-hmm. which is what we should all be doing, really. Yes. Well, we all are. We are. We've all got that divine spark within us, yeah. and we've all got so many different gifts. And I think that's what this healing journey is about for me: is tapping into those different gifts. So I think you've summed that up beautifully. So you would class yourself as being a witch. Oh God, yeah, yeah. yeah so I can am you a witch. tell me a little bit then about how that came about? <laughs> So from a youngster, you know, mm-hmm. I was reading tea leaves, I was creating spell jars, I was doing all sorts of bits and bobs as a, at a young age and my, my grandmother kind of encouraged it mm-hmm. and, and in, enabled me to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, quite a lot of people, especially girls, try to make their own perfume when yes. they were a child, <laughs> you know? Smell and, revolting. Yeah. yeah. 
it always smells revolting, yeah. but you gave it a go because yeah. you wanted to try and create something. Mm-hmm. And it, it was something kind of magical to yes. do that. And it is technically a magical process because mm-hmm. you're taking something and making it into something that smells really good. Yes. And for most of us, let's be fair, we picked a load of dandelion, shoved it in some water and let it ferment um, for a few days. Yeah. And then we realised <laughs> it was just moulding away and stinking <laughs> and it didn't smell very pleasant. Mm-hmm. But that was a magical process. We're creating spells and potions and things mm-hmm. like that, you know. And there was so many programmes growing up and stuff that just enticed you into the magical world, you know, yes. the worst witch and things like that. I love the worst witch. Do you witch. remember the worst yeah. witch? So good. Do you remember the film of it? Yes, I did. And I love that oh, film. I was really so lucky. Good. My mum was the cleaner at the local library. Oh, and fab. What it meant is that when the library was closed, so from a Saturday lunchtime mm-hmm. through to Monday morning, we were allowed to borrow some of the VHS videos. Wow. So we were allowed to take, the library people would let us take one choice of video each. So there was me, my brother and my sister. And then we were allowed to choose one as a family. So we'd get these four videos to watch over a weekend, which was amazing, particularly in winter when there wasn't yeah. a lot to do. And the worst witch was one of my go-to ones, along with Annie and sort of the line, oh, the witch in the wardrobe. Annie. But I loved the worst witch. It was yeah. amazing. And one of my favourite ones as well, which was uh, Pippi Longstocking. Do you remember Pippi yes, Longstocking? Yes, I do, yeah. The one that lived in the... Was it the, the Swedish mountains, Switzerland mountains something or something? like that. I can't remember. And, well. and she had a bit of a magical thing about her, didn't she? Mm. Because she used to spin around and things used to happen. And, yeah. And things. So it really enticed you as a child to, to want to learn about magic and want to get involved in it. And, mm-hmm. and as I grew up, you know, I was being taught bits and bobs and being told how to work with, with divination and herbs and and things. And when I turned sort of like a teenager time, I started getting interested in crystals. Yeah. Um, and nobody I knew was mm-hmm. that bothered about crystals, to be honest, back then. <laughs> It was, you know. I remember but, the same. But I'd go and pick rocks up off the, off the beach and, yeah. and suddenly see these rocks and go, oh, my God, that feels like there's so much energy mm-hmm. in it. And you could just feel the journey that that rock had been on. Mm-hmm. And I started collecting hagstones and not knowing why I was collecting mm-hmm. hagstones. So if so, anyone doesn't know, they're like a stone with a hole through them where all the way through. over the time the water and the process they've gone through has created a hole all the way through. They're amazing. Yeah, and they're very, very protective. Mm-hmm. Hagstones are very protective because they've been through all that emotion, all that turmoil, all that rubbish that the sea gives them, mm-hmm. and yet they're still there Yeah, with just a little bit of a hole, which is a bit like humans in a way, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We go through so much in life that we do get a bit broken and we do get a bit holy and we do get a bit fragile. And, you know, the fact that we're still here and still fighting... We're kind of like hagstones. We are, yeah. You know? Oh, what a great comparison. It's great, isn't it? It is. That's just come to me as well. <laughs> I'm going to use that again. That's why I love these conversations, though, because we're not planning this. We've just said, right, we're going to press record and see what happens. Yeah. And I think when you can meet with like-minded people like this, all those little sparks of inspiration just come together and something magical is created. I think it's mm-hmm. another form of magic when we have these yeah. interactions like this. Yeah, it definitely is. I think... I think more people need to sit down and have these sort of conversations mm. because if we're doing it, there's going to be other people out there that, that's going to listen to this and go, oh, that makes so much more sense now. That I don't feel so yeah. alone in how I'm feeling mm. and what I'm doing. And it may inspire people to actually go, 
do you know what? I'm going to go and look into that more. Definitely. And I think I can really relate with what you've just said. I've started to feel quite excited because it really reminds me as a child and I'm actually having little flashbacks here of me being a child, being a teenager and exploring candle magic. I didn't know that's what it was. Making perfumes, making spells, going and finding a magic wand, doing all of these other things that just came very naturally to me. Yeah. Like you say, it's it is around us sort of in books and films. But there wasn't anybody particularly in my life that was doing that. I remember sort of going and getting sticks and trying to douse yeah. as a child and things like that. You just did it. I don't know where that inspiration really yeah. came from. I think, I think most of us have been witches in past lives. I yes. think most of us have had that mm-hmm. in us in a past life. And I, I totally believe in past lives. Yes. And I totally believe that we're going to get reincarnated again until our soul stops learning everything it can possibly learn. I agree. And... And I think, you know, learn as much as you can per life that you're in. Definitely. And just keep pushing it and keep driving mm-hmm. it and keep learning. But I do think our past lives, we have all crossed over at some point with everybody that's walking this plane and this earth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we get those attractions to each other or those dislikes for each other instantly. Yeah. Because we've had those past life experiences together. Mm-hmm. And it's created that friction in a past life. And unless you deal with it in this life, you're going to take it through to your next life. And why would you want to do that? Exactly. If, and that's what I think now. And that's where why I said, like, universe, bring it on, I'm clearing everything. Because I don't want to be taking those mm. things through. I don't want to be taking any animosity, any yeah. unrest through with me. I want to be in a place where I can just serve and I can just help and I can yeah. be healing but I know I need to go through that process myself. Yeah. And so I think what you're saying, it's, yeah. it's so empowering and it's so very important. It's like when when people talk to me about things like um, their, their twin flames and things like that, mm-hmm. that really frustrates me. <laughs> it really does. And I'm going to upset so many people here, but everybody says, oh, I found my twin flame. Have you? Have you really? And And I do think... You know, especially when they split up and they're still saying that, but then my twin flame was supposed to be together. And I'm like, but it may not be this lifetime that you're supposed to be together. It may not be this lifetime that you're supposed to be together because everybody has got their own free choice and their own free will. And even if there's a plan and a path set out, it doesn't mean people are necessarily going to follow it. Yeah. Likewise, you are going to have, and I think sometimes the twin flame dynamic, sometimes people feel it because it's an intense connection. But I think sometimes it can be confused with a karmic relationship that's gone through. So there has been Mm -hmm. difficulties or intense passions or traumas with a person from a previous life and they've come forward to resolve things. Yes. But for me, that journey, and once again, this might be controversial, I don't necessarily think it's always about that physical union between another person. I think that journey is about sparking wounds and triggers and also inspiration with yourself because you're true twin flame is you within it's It's about reconnecting with the real you that you that is that divine you yeah and it's about coming home to that and that process is there to allow that to happen yep um yep i totally agree obviously that's just my opinion anybody that's listening if you are in that twin flame dynamic and there is another person you're hoping to get union with that's your journey and that's absolutely fine as well. And this is why we have these conversations because we do have different ideas yeah. and that's good to share those different ideas without necessarily yeah. being critical to anyone else's yeah. ideas. I, I do agree with you. I, I do also agree. I do also think that sometimes our souls do get split for a certain mm-hmm. reason and you can find that other person which 
can be your other half of your soul. Definitely. Which, which would then be your twin flame because mm -hmm. you have to learn how to reconnect again. Yes. You have to learn how to get it back mm -hmm. together again. And then maybe those two souls go through together and reconnect on the other side again yeah. and you become that one again rather than two. And I believe in and, that as well. Yeah. yeah. And, and I do think that can happen. So I do think there are some people out there that you do have a twin flame instant mm -hmm. with, but I think that's because that's the other half of your soul. And to I be agree honest. with that. That makes perfect you sense. Yeah. Whereas in the same respect, I, I don't think that we all find the one person we're supposed to be with because I agree with you that you should be the one person that you're supposed to be with. You should be that person. Mm -hmm. And if you can physically spend time on your own and do your own thing and be happy with who you mm -hmm. are, then you don't need anybody else to put it out there. It's nice to have somebody else to share that with. Yes. But you don't need them. Mm -hmm. You can want them, but you don't necessarily need and them. And I think that's a huge difference, isn't it? Not just with the twin flame dynamic, but any relationship the difference between want and need. Mm -hmm. So I always want to be in a position where if anybody's in my life, it's because I want them to be in exactly. my life and they bring value to me. Likewise, I want them to want me to be in their life because I bring value to them. Exactly. If it's a need and a dependency, it's normally because there's something unhealed within ourselves that yep. we're trying to fulfil by that dynamic of another. So I, I have loads of friends. I have my husband. I have my children. I want them all in my life and that really enriches me. Yeah. But I don't ever want it to be a dependency in an unhealthy way. Yeah, yeah. And I'm exactly the same. I love everybody that's in my life. And mm -hmm. they're in my life because they're there for a reason. Yes. They're there because I want them there. Mm -hmm. And and if I didn't want somebody in my life, they wouldn't be there. Yes. And, and I am quite, it sounds very cold to say that, but it's true. If yeah. somebody don't deserve to be in my life, they will not be in my life. And it's, it's, I go to a energy with that really is that we've we've only got a limited amount of energy and our energy has to be distributed in our day between the day-to-day -day tasks we have to do our jobs the interactions we have our obligations and commitments yeah. as well as making time for ourselves and our passions and also the people that really resonate with us and who we're learning and healing and growing with mm -hmm. so sometimes you do have to say i haven't got the room for this person or this situation right now because yeah. we've only got so much and that's okay yeah yeah mm -hmm. It is okay. It's okay to, at times, I, I do believe as well, we have a life cycle of seven, 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 seven. Mm. And I do think that because our spirit guides change mm -hmm. every so often, yep. you know, and, and usually every seven years, you're likely to get a new spirit guide come in. Yes. And it makes sense when you think about it, because between the ages of naught to seven is totally different between the ages of seven to 14. Mm -hmm. Between 14 to 21, it's different again. Between 21 and 28, it's totally different again, and so on and so I've forth. I've never thought about it like that with the sevens, but that makes perfect sense. It makes sense, doesn't it? I, I love the number seven. I've yeah. always been, that's my favourite sort of yeah. single digit number. And now you've said that, I think, oh, maybe yeah. that's why. Yeah. And I do think sometimes they do what I like to call a double header, where they do 14 years or 21 years mm -hmm. as a spirit guide because they've not fulfilled what they need to help you grow with. Yeah. But I do think. Most spirit guides change every seven years. Wow, that's and, interesting. And I idea. think that you, you do have different spirit guides as you go through your life. And you mm -hmm. do have different things that come and leave. And I know that with my spirit guides. So I've had some that are fairly continuous. There's some that I used to have when I was sort of on the earlier stage of my journey that are not really around anymore. And that's okay because they fulfil their purpose. Yeah. Some, I guess, get randomly popping in to give me a specific job or task that they're helping with because that's their yep. specialism. Yep. And, that's remarkable. It's the same with yeah. people, isn't it? it is. We get different people that come and go. Sometimes those people are companions to stay with us and be that continual guide. 
other people come in yep. to sort of trigger something other people come in with just a specific specialism to help impart their knowledge or share something with us at that moment in time when we need it yep so that we have the potential to become the best versions of ourselves that we can be yeah exactly and i totally agree with that i think people are exactly the same as that mm -hmm. you know there's there's people that i've been friends with in the past that i don't speak to anymore yeah. and it's because i've changed they've changed and we've gone different directions mm -hmm. in different angles we all find our tribe we all find our clan or our coven as Definitely. the case may be we always mm -hmm. find them eventually and they always surround us our people surround us yeah and once you've got your people you party people sorry i couldn't resist it <laughs> um <laughs> missy elliott just popped into my head then i don't know why she came from um as soon as you get your people around you, you know that you're in a good place and that you're walking in the right direction. And if there's people around you that don't make you feel good or don't give you as much as what you give them or, mm -hmm. you know, or they drain you all the time. There's a reason why they're doing that. There's something to learn from that. Yes. And then you have to make the choice whether they're worthy of being in your space and mm -hmm. your time and your life or whether they're not. Yeah. And if they're not, get rid and i think what you just said it's a choice yeah you can choose these things and i think that's really empowering when you become aware of that that yes. you can choose what you want to tolerate in your life mm -hmm. and if something isn't providing you with something that's beneficial you're not learning from it you're not healing from it it's not allowing you to be where you want to be mm. then perhaps sometimes you need to cut those cords and let it go yeah. even if that's tricky yeah and when anybody walks their spiritual path if they find people that speak honestly and truthfully to them and you don't like what those people are saying there's a reason why you're not liking what they're saying when it's the truth mm -hmm. and you need to address why you don't like what they're saying yeah and it could be because you've got something in your life that that's upsetting that that's niggling on that that you know you need to deal with that you've not dealt mm -hmm. with for a long time i once had a tarot customer come to me and i've got to tell this story okay um sorry <laughs> take <laughs> it over a bit but I once had a tarot customer come to me. I won't use any names or anything. Yeah. She's a regular customer now. But at the time, she walked in and she came in with two of her friends. And I read for her two friends. Great readings. Fantastic. They loved them. Sat downstairs waiting for their other friends. She came up and she sat opposite me with her arms folded, really defensively. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was asking the customers to shuffle the cards. And she just went, if you're any good, you won't need to do that. Ooh. and she just wouldn't give me anything and she sat mm. there totally straight faced throughout the whole reading mm -hmm. she wasn't saying anything she wasn't getting involved in anything you know right. which is fine mm -hmm. if that's the way she wants to play it that's fine um I don't think people get enough from their reading when they're like that yeah. but she was really defensive and mm -hmm. really off and at the end of it she went I didn't really want to come in here and all of that what you've said is rubbish Oh, and she was really rude and I mm -hmm. had to pretty much push her out of my house because she got quite and I refused to take any money off of her yes because I didn't see that was right if mm -hmm. she didn't get anything from the reading and it, not one thing hit home according to her right I was looking at her card and I had to tell her some home truths mm -hmm. you know because and part of it was about her relationship which she didn't like hearing mm -hmm. and she didn't like hearing that there was the friend not being very good with her yeah not one of them that was sitting downstairs but one of them but she got very very defensive there was some also really good things in the card there was one about her moving away out of nottingham into a different city mm -hmm. and i could see that she was moving out of nottingham for a reason and it was because she was getting together with somebody else not yeah. the person that she was with 
And anyway, she walked out or stormed out and her friends were like, I'm so sorry she's quite like this all the time with people. Gosh. She's she's never 100% happy. And I was just like, well, you know, don't bring her back again. Mm-hmm. I don't want her back in my house. And I cleansed and everything. And anyway, three years later, I booked this customer because I never asked for names because I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know who people are before they walk in my door. So I never ask for names. I never know who's going to turn up. They just turn mm-hmm. up. She turned up and I looked at her and I thought, I recognise you from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't quite pinpoint why I recognised her. And I got her to sit down. And anyway, as she sat down, she went, my my energy started ticking a bit. And I was like, "What what's going on here? I recognise her, but I don't recognise mm-hmm. this energy. I'm not sure what's going on That's here. That's interesting. Because I never really recognise anybody that mm-hmm. comes back again. I've got a customer that I've read for about 10 times. And every time she's come, I'm like, have you ever had a reading before? <laughs> yes, Sandra, I've been to you about eight or nine times. Like, All right. Then. But um, I, I recognised her energy a little bit, and it, but it was ticking and I was like, what's going on here? And I just sort of looked at her with a slightly confused face on because my face don't hide anything. No. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> I have noticed that, yes. Um, and I just sort of looked at her and she just went, I owe you an apology. Wow. And I was like, right, okay. And she went, I came to you a while ago and you said this, this, this and this mm. about my relationship. You said I was moving out of Nottingham. You said I was going to get with somebody else. And, you know, you described my ex perfectly. And she said, but everything you said was true, but at the time I couldn't face up to it. Wow. And she tried to pay me for that previous reading. That's and I was good. like, that reading was three years ago. Mm-hmm. Go donate it to a cat charity. Go Aww. donate it to a charity. I don't need that now. It's yeah. it's done with. That year's mm-hmm. done with for me. Yeah. So go and donate it somewhere to somebody that needs it. Um, and then I gave her another reading. Mm-hmm. She's since been back to me about four or five times. Oh, how lovely. And And she's one that now sits down in front of me and I always say, have you ever had a reading before? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally forgot who she is now. Mm-hmm. But but she's one of those that regularly come back now. But it took her a long time to realise, because she was being so defensive and so off about everything, mm-hmm. and because she wasn't ready to accept who she truly was without these people that were being pretty horrible to her in her yeah. life, she wasn't ready to let go of that. Mm-hmm. And until she was was when her own energy changed and she started to love herself for who she really was, which is the point of my whole story. Which I think is amazing, what a lovely story, but also I think it's really important to show that us as therapists and healers and wellbeing practitioners, sometimes we can't help somebody if they're not ready. And sometimes when you are going through that journey yourself, you get triggered by people and situations and things. And it doesn't mean it's not working or it's wrong. It means it's maybe just not the right time. Yeah. And sometimes those seeds that are planted take a long time to germinate. Yeah. And sometimes they never do. And yeah. that's something I've had to learn to sort of accept that, that I can't necessarily get the messages over that yeah. would help and benefit other people. Not everyone's going to hear it. Yeah. And if they do, they might, it might bring up some yucky, difficult emotions for them. Yeah. And they might not choose Want to accept to it or it. go further mm. forward. And I think that's really important for you to highlight that because I think there might be a lot of people listening that can perhaps recognise within themselves or people that they know that they've had those experiences because it's always yeah. hard to sort of face up to something yeah. that you know needs to change but you don't really want yeah, it to. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I talk about a lot about shadow work when I'm talking to people mm-hmm. and shadow work's dealing with those icky emotions. It's yeah. about dealing with that stuff that's happened in the past mm-hmm. that's changed you beyond recognition. 
you know, that you need to deal with. You need to deal with those icky emotions. You need to deal with those past issues yes. to be able to fully let go of them, release mm-hmm. them to where they need to go and learn the lesson from them. Yes. Because once you've done that, you can move forward in life. They don't present themselves again after that. Once no. you've dealt with it and you've learned from it, it's done. Exactly. And you never have to revisit it again. Mm-hmm. Not in this life, not in the next life, not in 10 years, not 10, 10 lifetimes away. Yeah. You know, you never have to deal with those issues or mm. those emotions again. And, and that's where I was thinking, it's always now. We're always in the now. Yeah. What can we do now? And I was speaking to one of my friends who's not spiritual particularly. And I was telling her about something that triggered me the other day. Mm-hmm. But I was telling about it because I'd recognised it in myself. I'd noticed yep. it and I'd immediately taken steps to rectify it. And I don't think she understood that that was the point of the story that I was trying to make. I think she got a bit hung up on the, oh, well, they shouldn't have said that to you and they shouldn't have done this to you, <laughs> something which was amazing that she was looking out for me. Yeah. But that's just a story. That's just a drama that's playing yeah. out. It's what can we take from it? And I always think it's now, if there's anything that triggers me in any way that isn't serving me, what do I need to do now to shift that? Yeah. Why is it triggering you? What can you do about it? How can you get rid of it so it doesn't trigger you again? Yeah. It's simple. And it, it likes a lot simple, nicer, it? isn't it? When you're not getting triggered by something that somebody says, you're yeah. not getting offended or upset or bothered anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more chilled out. It's so much nicer that way. Mm-hmm. And and it's so much more easier, especially for us that run our own businesses. Yeah. If you got triggered every two seconds when you're running your own business, <laughs> it's unbelievable. The amount of people that's come up to me when I'm when I'm working with crystals and doing crystal mm. healings and sort of said to me, Oh, it's a load of rubbish. I don't believe in this stuff. Yes. Oh, my God. If I got triggered every time I heard that, you know, I'd be an absolute mess. I'd be in a mental hospital mm-hmm. somewhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, my way around that is to talk about a quartz watch, but, you know, because <laughs> there's a clear quartz inside every quartz watch, is, which yeah. prolongs the life of the battery and prolongs the life mm-hmm. of the watch. And it, it's proven yes. that it works. It's used in so, all sorts of crystals are used you know, all over the place, aren't they, they for their properties? Yeah. 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 And yeah, I think... Oh, that's what I was going to ask you as well. So obviously you've gone on this journey, you are openly a witch. Yep. Now I've worked in the past in schools that are say religious schools and they've had different policies on what's been allowed in terms of the literature. And I went yeah. to one place where I did a placement where there was not allowed to be any stories about anything witchcraft related. And I've come across people sometimes that are very still anti, mm-hmm. we don't talk about witchcraft, we don't do magic, it's bad, it's dark. How do you deal with that sort of situation? Do you come across that now or not? I I do come across it still. Um, I think it's more about education, about anything. It's all about the education and how you talk to people and how you react to people. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my next door neighbour, for example, is a Jehovah's Witness Mm -hmm. and and she knows that I'm a witch. Yeah. And she's tried to convert me. She's Mm -hmm. tried to give me leaflets, tried to get me to read up about Jesus. And I'm just like, you know, I'm not that into it I've sort of said to her you know I I have worked with the angels in the past I I do work with different deities I've just sort of said to her you've got your deity I've got my deities we can still live in peace and harmony together we don't Mm -hmm. need to be against each other because we both believe in different things yeah and I do believe if you look at the deities there's so many similarities between all the deities that they could all be one eventually but Mm -hmm. but you know um, and that's gods and goddesses for anyone that don't know what the word deities is, but um, not patronising anyone, but some people don't. Some people don't know, don't um, But, you know, the other the other week she came round, she knocked on the door and she sort of said, oh, just thanking you for putting up the solar light at the front, mm-hmm. you know, and 
back in the day, how could you imagine a Jehovah's Witness living next door to a witch? It wouldn't happen. No. It would have been absolute war, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But now we live in perfect harmony together. Amazing. And there's times when they bring my bin in. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've seen her walking down the street, I've given her a lift to the local shops. You know, there's things that we do for each other as neighbours and we're living in quite good harmony. But we do still get that time when it's like, oh, witchcraft, Satanism. Or witchcraft's really bad and really horrible and you shouldn't be doing it. You shouldn't be playing with things like that. Mm. You're being taken to the devil and things like that. The devil's your deity, darling. It's not mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't believe in the devil. Mm -hmm. I don't think there is such a thing as a devil personally. Yeah. Um, But but people that follow certain religions do. Mm -hmm. So at that time, you've got to kind of say to them, why? Mm-hmm. And just ask them the question, why? And they're saying, because our Lord tells us this. Well, my my gods tell me something different. Yeah. You know, and I sometimes say to them, you know, if I was to tell you the colour of your wall behind you, which is green at the moment, everybody. It's like a turquoise <laughs> green. Um, if I was to tell you that colour or your life was yellow, mm-hmm. you're going to grow up believing that colour's yellow. Yep. So at the moment, you're looking at it and going, it's green. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you it's yellow. Yes. Because that's what I've been brought up with for the whole mm-hmm. of my life. So why do we need to argue about that? That's just wasting time. Mm-hmm. It's wasting our energy. It's wasting our life force energy. Right, having actually, disagreements a lot about more that. Commonalities, isn't there? There's yeah. a lot more if we can work in harmony and accept and embrace each other's differences exactly. in beliefs and attitudes, then we can shift things. We all do need to have different beliefs and attitudes yep. because life would be very dull if we all thought and believed oh, the boring. same thing. And I think what you've said there is it comes back to intention probably with a lot of it. So I have come across people who practice witchcraft, who practice dark witchcraft, and they will send dark spells and bad energies. But that doesn't mean that all people that are witches do that. Mm. That's more about the intentions that those individuals yeah. are putting out. I think I think people people need to understand as well there's not anything called white magic or black magic. There's no, no real... You know, there's a balance. Everything needs a balance mm-hmm. in the world. Everything needs a balance. And there are, there are, there is baneful magic, but baneful magic's used by every day, by people every day. Mm-hmm. If people use shampoo on their hair, they're using a baneful product to make their hair clean. Yeah. Because it's full of chemicals. Mm-hmm. So you're using a baneful product to keep your hair clean. Yeah. So you're technically using something baneful. So does that make them dark people? Does that make them using black magic? No. no, it's them using something to make their hair clean. It's all about people's moral compass Definitely. and how far they want to push it mm-hmm. as to how dark they're getting as a person. It's not necessarily black magic or white magic or dark magic and light mm-hmm. magic. It's it's just how far somebody's moral compass wants to push them to what they're going to do. Yeah. If you do any sort of protective magic, that's painful magic, mm-hmm. you know? Because you're you're using protective spells for you to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. On the same terms, that protection, that's got to go somewhere. If somebody's chucking something at you, mm-hmm. what they're chucking at you has got to go somewhere. Yep. You're protecting yourself, but where's that going to bounce off and hit? Mm-hmm. Where's that going to bounce off and go back to? It that's may go really back to point. them, mm-hmm. which will then hurt them. Yeah. Which they will then send it harder back at you, which will bounce back again. Mm-hmm. So... 
when we when we talk about baneful magic, it needs to have the balance, and you need to think of the consequences. All magical workings, mm-hmm. you need to think of the consequences of what's going to happen to the outcome before you perform any magical spells. Definitely, quite a lot of people go out there and they perform things like love spells. They <laughs> and it really frustrates me. And I always say, and little Anne just say the same mm. thing: you never start off a relationship with a kidnapping. Because you you're know. technically doing a love spell on a particular somebody and one, you're kidnapping them to be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's violating you're... someone's free will, isn't it? Exactly. And also, six months after they've been with you, they still might not want to actually be with you on their, in their soul. Mm-hmm. But because of that magic you've created, they have to stay. They're going to turn bitter and toxic. And it could be the worst relationship you've ever been in in your mm-hmm. life. Because you force them to be there. Yes. At that point, you may split up with them. They may turn into becoming a stalker and stalking mm-hmm. you for the rest of your life Gosh. and harassing you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's your fault because you've not looked at the consequences that what could happen. Yeah. And that's where people need to worry about their own moral compass and where mm-hmm. they're hitting yep. and what the consequences are. Mm-hmm. So magic is a balance. It's not good, bad, whatever. And that's the way that people need to look at it. Yeah. Everything you do has a balance. Everything you do has a consequence. Mm-hmm. And if you work out the consequences as well as you can, because you'll always miss something, mm-hmm. you're never going to get every single consequence. Yep. You know. So if you work out all the consequences and you do the best that you can and put everything out there with the right intent, mm-hmm. you're not going to get much coming back at you. Yeah. And that's what you say. It's about that intention that drives it. It's about having yes. those pure, positive intentions. It's about doing no harm to anyone else, yep. including yourself. Yep. It's about acknowledging and accepting everyone's free will mm-hmm. and free choice. Exactly. And it's, it's focused on those nice things, isn't it? That kindness, that yeah. love, that hope, that harmony, the positive things. If, if those spells are coming from a place of negativity or greed or selfishness or, or anger or control or upset... Yeah then it's going to have negative ramifications yeah. not only on the person you're projecting it to, but also you, because yeah. everything that we give out ultimately comes back to ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I think especially if you're performing something in anger, if you're performing something in anger, you're getting more angry as you're doing it, mm-hmm. and you're releasing that anger through what you're doing. If you're putting anger out there, that anger's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where you're walking into it. Yeah. As soon as you walk into your own anger... Mm-hmm. You're putting yourself in a bad position. Yes. You're instantly putting yourself in a bubble full of hatred and upset and, and anger. And why would anyone and want to do that Why would you want themselves? to do that? <laughs> yeah. That makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, I do think some baneful magic needs to happen. So you do need to protect yourself. You do yes. need to banish any negativity that's mm. been sent at you. And with what I do as a tarot reader, there's a lot of jealousy around what I do because yes. I'm, I'm pretty successful in what I do. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind saying that. Yeah, I am out there. People can find me really easily. I mm-hmm. do. I get a lot of tarot readings come yep. through on a on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. and people get jealous of that. So people will chuck negativity my way on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. And I do something which is baneful magic. I do something called a send it up candle, right. rather than a send it back. Mm-hmm. So I send a lot of people say use a send it back candle, which sends it back at the person that it's been sent to. Which I don't like the idea of that. No. So I, if I ever put, and obviously I'm not sort of au fait with sort of witchcraft the same as you, but I put protection around myself and what I do regularly. But I always ask 
that whatever happens is for everybody's highest good and greatest need involved. Mm. And if at all possible, that energy that's been sent to me, rather than it being sent to anywhere else, instead it's transmuted into love and light and healing and yeah. kindness. Because yeah. I don't like the thought of, even if somebody's been really nasty and sent it out to me, I don't want them to get that back. No. Why would I want that? Because I want them to heal because yeah. they can't be in a very nice place yeah. at the time if they're yeah. having to do that. And, and if we're talking about about that in general, sometimes people can be making an off-the-cuff bitchy comment, for example, mm. that they don't really mean. Yeah. They've just said it because they've been in a particular moment or a particular energy or a particular mm. place where they've gone, you know, I've had somebody walk away from my store sometimes just going, oh, I didn't like that incense. That's instantly going to affect me negatively. Mm. That's instantly something negative that's going to come at me because I've created that incense. That's my incense. Yeah. So I'm going to feel that as a negative hit. Mm. Does that mean that that person deserves to have that feeling sent back at them? No. No, because they didn't mean it in a hurtful way, mm -hmm. even though it may have been hurtful to me. It did, they didn't mean it in a hurtful way. Yeah. I'd never take that hurtfully, by the way, because mm -hmm. there's going to be something on my stall they're going to like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> big head and over here um <laughs> but nobody's ever walked away from my store not liking one thing mm -hmm. so um but with that when i do a send it up candle i send it up to the universe for the universe to deal with as it sees fit yes and things like that will just get brushed under the carpet by the universe and i wholly believe that mm -hmm. whereas if there's somebody physically sitting there creating spell work to attack me yep let the universe deal with that as well mm -hmm. because that's not your problem it's not my problem that they're doing that that's no. their problem and i had a couple of situations like that last year that you helped yes. me out there's a couple of people that were very deliberately mm -hmm. sending those spells towards me and i was very aware of it but i didn't want it going back to them because i yeah. could see that they were in an unhealed position and you just helped me out with that didn't you so yeah. like you say it's allowing the universe to deal with that as it's yeah. needed and what I do now every day is if those people ever pop into my mind, I just fill myself with as much love as I possibly can yep. and kindness mm -hmm. and I project it out towards them. Yeah. And then I just cut those cords again, just put myself in a bubble of love myself. Reassess. But I just keep yeah. sending it to them and I think, well, I hope one day that that will reach them and yeah. it will help them to feel better. Yeah. And and the thing is, usually when somebody's attacking you, it's it's because there's some sort of insecurity within themselves. Mm -hmm. And when they can identify that own security, they may be able to deal with it and it may stop them from attacking you anyway. Yeah. And at that point, you know, it creates them to be a better person because they feel better about themselves rather mm -hmm. than focusing on their own insecurities. Yeah. And that's got to be better for them. It's got to be better for everybody, hasn't yeah. it? Like the more we are healed, the more we heal ourselves, the, the more we, we help become. facilitate the others. Yeah, better mm. we become, the nicer the world becomes, the less triggered we are, the less yeah. conflict there is. Yeah, exactly. We've done a full circle there, haven't we? We have. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've 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 done a lot of work around baneful magic when people are saying, Oh no, you can't do that, that's wrong, you shouldn't be doing that and I instantly say to them, Do you wash your hair in shampoo every day? What shampoo do you use? And mm -hmm. it instantly makes them go, Oh yeah. Do you ever wash in a salt bath? Mm -hmm. You're using salt, which is actually a bit of a baneful product because it can be quite harmful to us. Yeah. As people, it can be quite harmful. Do you use that in a in a bath to mm. cleanse? Yeah. Well, you're using the baneful product to cleanse yourself. Mm, you're using the baneful product to get rid of mm -hmm. the rubbish that's attached itself to you. 
so you're technically doing your baneful magic mm-hmm. but it's just that it's okay because it's on your moral compass right so oh, when you look at your own moral compass how far you want to push that mm-hmm. that magic is up to you yeah as a person Mm-hmm. But you've got to be sure that you're willing to take responsibility for whatever you're putting out there because and it's going to come You will get back. the consequences of yeah. whatever you put there, out there, and whether it's sort of magic in the sense that you're talking about it, or even if it's just our thoughts. I'm yeah. very careful even now with what I think. I've been practicing for years refining my thoughts. Yep. So if somebody cuts me up in the road, if somebody says something mean to me in the past, I'd have probably festered on that and it'd have gone mm. in my mind. I'd be, mm. I don't allow that to happen now. As soon as I catch myself, mm-hmm. cancel, clear, delete, send something positive <laughs> back out to them in the universe. And now that's become a habit that I've got myself into. Yeah. I very rarely have those thoughts now. Yeah. And it's, it's a lovely place to be in my head. It's like full of like unicorns and butterflies <laughs> and sunshine. And Jack Russells. And Jack Russells. <laughs> because I just feel love now. Yeah. But I've had to teach myself how to do that. And yeah. I think that's not only benefiting all those other people. They're not getting that energy projected to them. But it's also benefiting me because yeah. my head's a pretty nice place to be. Yeah. But to, to be fair, Debbie, you've also done a lot of work on yourself. You've Massive done a lot amount. of shadow work. You've done a lot of work on on pushing yourself forward and driving mm-hmm. yourself forward. And you should be really proud of where you are right now. Oh, because thank you. Because you are, you know, to the outside world, you're a successful businesswoman. Mm-hmm. But to, to people that know you, you've come so far and you've yes. developed yourself so much mm-hmm. as a person and you've let go of so much rubbish mm-hmm. and so much stuff that doesn't yes. need to be there. Mm-hmm. that you've put yourself in a good place so you should be really proud of yourself oh, and you should you. be proud of where you are right mm-hmm. now and I know you wouldn't let anybody else tell you any different mm-hmm. because you'd just let it fly over your head and go okay that's your opinion yeah and what a beautiful way to look at the world mm-hmm. that's your opinion you get on with that yeah you crack on I'm not bothered mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's lovely it's yeah. really nice and I think that's that's why I wanted to do this podcast really because I know from where I've been where I've come from it's taken a lot of work and there's still that work that's ongoing like I said I will catch myself if anything triggers me now or anything Mm. causes a problem but my life is better for putting in that work and that hard work and if I can do that then anybody can do that and I want people to know that that is a possibility Mm. that's that is a reality that we Mm. can all have and this is why I talk to inspirational people like you because we're all doing it in a slightly different way. Different yep. tools, different techniques, different belief systems resonate with different people. Yeah. But they're all helping us to get to that overall goal of refining and healing ourselves and then contributing to the greater world around us. Yeah. And so if we can share those different things, we're passing that message on to others yep. that, you know what, you can be empowered, you can live the life that you want to live and you can be happy and healthy and well. Yeah. And and people should feel happy, healthy and well, shouldn't they? They mm-hmm. should feel empowered. They should be able to walk out of their house every morning and go, I'm doing this for me. Yes. You know, there's so many people that walk out of the house and go, right, I've got to do this today for so-and-so and then I've got to go and do this and then I've got to do this and then I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. But to walk out of your house and go, I'm doing this for me, is such an empowering empowering thought it's an empowering memory it's an empowering thing Mm -hmm. because you're actually doing it for you yeah and you're actually giving yourself something and Mm -hmm. you're actually giving yourself that that knowledge and that wisdom and that that healing and that love that you yourself deserves Mm -hmm. you know 
and and let's be fair I say this to a lot of people as well when they come to me and they're really drained and they're really like withdrawn and mm-hmm. but they're they're helping so many people do so much yeah and and I say it to them all the time if you're only work running at 30 or 40 percent you can only help people 30 or 40 percent definitely whereas if you're running at 80 or 90 percent mm-hmm. which let's be fair we never get to 100 percent. nobody ever does mm-hmm. but if you're running at 80 or 90 percent you're going to be much more efficient and much more focused and much more with it to be able to help people 80 or 90 percent mm-hmm. of the time yeah you know and be able to help them with 80 or 90 percent of your energy yeah which is going to be so much better for everybody definitely and if we were all floating at that level mm-hmm. and vibrating at that level we'd all be in a much better place. I agree. And I think for me, that that energy is created and sustained and built. It's like it's like a dynamo. It's self-generating. It's through love. So the more we can heal ourselves, the more we allow love in for ourselves. And then as that love's within ourselves, the more acceptance we have, the more that love builds. And the more that love builds, the better we feel, the healthier we become, the happier we become. And then the more able we're able allowed to spread that to other people because it's like lighting the candle then mm. i can then go and spread that love to an infinite number of people i've still got that light within me yep. because it's self-sustaining because that love is there constantly yeah. fueling it yeah so that's that's what i would sort of say to people learn like how to love yourself crystal. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i love these conversations you like a clear quartz crystal <laughs> just keep charging yourself yeah. <laughs> but but I like the way as well with your business not only are you sort of there on the stalls not only do you run your workshops but also you've got your publishing side of your business as well so you're getting the word out there in lots of different forms we are we are so our publishing side we've got some really good authors I absolutely adore our authors Mm -hmm. they are such beautiful people as well um, you know, we've got the lovely Philip Hesselton, who is a true historian. Mm-hmm. He's an historian of um, mainly Wicker yeah. and, and Gerald Gardner. What he doesn't know about Gerald Gardner is not worth knowing, really. <laughs> um, and he's written some amazing books. And he's just collaborated with um, Moira Hodgkinson, who's another right. one of our authors, mm-hmm. who's another witch. Yeah. Um, she's a solitary witch now. Mm-hmm. So she's she's on that pathway on her own and stuff. She's going to wow. start... Um, creating a coven again in Sherwood Forest, I think. Oh, how lovely. Because she lives just down the road from there. Mm-hmm. Luckier. Um, <laughs> but um, they've just collaborated on a book called Operation Kona Power, All which right. anybody that knows the story will know it's a, a book based on fact. Oh, interesting. So back in World War Two, there mm. was a group of witches in the New Forest that got together and decided, you know, there was an in- imminent attack from Hitler from the shores Okay. that was... It was looking like every day he was, he was going to attack Britain. It was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was right on the edge of him about to leave. And the witches in the New Forest got together. And it's probably happened all over the world, Yeah. to be fair. And there's probably other witches groups that were doing it. But the reason why they focused on this one is because that's where Gerald was initiated. Right. Into a witch's coven. Mm-hmm. So what happened was these witches got together and they created this operation cone of power which is where you create a big mass of power in Mm. a cone and then you throw it okay Mm. so so what they did was they was doing this spell work and this ritual Mm -hmm. to stop hitler coming across the sea all right which was what they were doing Mm going to stop hitler coming to britain 
that's all they were doing stop hitler coming to britain Mm -hmm. and um within a couple of days the day that he was about to launch there was a massive storm (laughs) which meant he couldn't come across Mm -hmm. the sea yeah um and so Moira and Philip have got together and Philip's put all the factual information into this book of mm. all the people that were involved, you know, the Sybil Leake and the Gerald Gardner and the Edith and the Ernie Mason and all these people, which were real people that were wow. in this coven, mm-hmm. are in this book called Operation Kona Power. Mm-hmm. That Moira's put the fictional stance on it. So there has been some dramatisation in the book yeah. as to what they thought might have happened. Mm-hmm. But... It's really, it's such a good read oh, and it's lovely. so good. And so we're on a bit of a book tour with them two at the moment. So we went down to the New Forest a few mm-hmm. weeks ago and went to the New Forest Heritage Centre and we did Five Leaves in Nottingham. And uh, Tonight we're at um, Broomsticks in Hull. Tomorrow we're at the Silver Moon in Hornsey. Um, we've got an online one with Treadwells in April. Mm-hmm. Um you know there's so much going on with the books at the moment we've got um other books that are in the pipeline about to Mm -hmm. be released you know we've got one by jonathan argento who's he's doing sigils for magic Mm -hmm. and he's been planting you'll have to read the book for a bit more information but he's been planting sigils on on local bridges around where he lives all right because sigils for magic are used for magic they're a magical tool that you can use to put on anything Right. To create the energy of a sigil. So what is a sigil, so, sorry? A sigil is something that you can make up that becomes... Jonathan explains it so much better than me, but <laughs> <laughs> which is good that he's writing the book. But you can create a sigil really simply or really intrusive, mm. you know, really intricate. It's the word I want to use, not intrusive, intricate, so that nobody knows what it is. So it takes on a different look from what it originally started as. Okay. Okay. You can then use that sigil in a magical way mm. and put it on anything. Oh, interesting. To create the magic. Oh, how lovely. So Jonathan's book goes more into detail about it. And mm. it's a beautiful, it's going to be an amazing book when it comes out. And I think yep. people's going to really get a lot from it. Um, we've also got another one coming out by Marion Pierce, who's another one of our authors, mm. um, called Masters of Fire. The Celtics, right. Masters mm-hmm. of Fire, how they use the fire to create tools yeah. and magical workings and stuff. So that's oh, that's amazing. really, really interesting as well. So we've got quite a few. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to republish some of Philips mm-hmm. that's been out of print for a while. Um, we've got another one or two coming up from uh, Moira. We've definitely got Katie Hunter Part 2. Oh, nice. So we've got katie hunter and the magic star which Mm -hmm. was the first part of katie hunter she's just writing the second book of katie hunter now so that's coming out soon so we've got a lot to look forward to with the publishing company really exciting and it's all based around real magic it's all based around Mm -hmm. history and fact and real magic so which i always love that i mean i like fiction but i love it when there is that historical accuracy or drawing upon elements of history in it because it just brings it to life in such a a unique and beautiful way yeah yeah you'll like operation kona power then it's a beautiful book i I'll love to it read that I'm i love it forward to that yeah um but yeah there's lots going on at the moment and for phoenix flames as well we're just growing mm-hmm. so so well at the moment it's great you know we've got new incenses that we're about to release we've we've got all the new oils now that we're still making that mm-hmm. i'm gonna have to make more of now before the next show next week <laughs> 
<laughs> you got your hands got to full. make a lot more bitch be gone sprays because we're running out of that <laughs> again. Um, we can't we can't order the stocking quick enough to be able to make it up quick enough for bitch be gone. Wow. Um, I had thirty bottles at the end of at the beginning of Mansfield, and we've mm-hmm. we've got one bottle left. So amazing! It's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I love it though. Oh, well it's done. It's so good when you blend and you make and you mm-hmm. you get your hands physically in, and and we make them with the magical intent there, and we make them with the right moon phases and the right energy and the right power. Wow. So, you know and, and what I'm really looking forward to is because we are going to have to draw this to a close in a moment because you are about to go on your book tour and yes. so I need to let you get going but we were talking because we've got a few herbs and things downstairs and you're going to come back um very soon and I'm going to get a group of friends Yay. around and you're going to teach us how to do some yes. of this so I'm very very excited definitely. to be part of your workshop so yes definitely it's great we'll definitely that you get can that share going. those skills so <laughs> thank you and thank you ever so much for sharing all of your information and knowledge and I know we could have spoken for hours today if we'd had the time <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so thank you ever so much so thank you to our listeners for tuning in today uh, whatever you're doing I hope you have a wonderful day and I shall speak to you again soon take care and bye-bye for now If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you are interested in what we do, please go to my website, www.tranquil-awakenings.co.uk. As well as information on the therapies I offer, there is also links to my Past Life Regression Therapist Programme and my Professional Hypnotherapy Training Programmes. If you are looking for online training for self-development, please go to debbieison.thinkific.com and also remember to follow me on social media. Simply on Facebook, type in Tranquil Awakenings to find my business page and I'm also on Instagram. I love hearing from you. Please do send any comments or questions and if you have any ideas of what you would like me to talk about on future episodes, please do send me a message.